Hey, it's me, Susie Singer-Carter from Love Conquers Alls. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, which is what this podcast you're about to listen to is on, it's super easy to make a podcast. It's free, has creation tools, they distribute for you, you can make money, and with no minimum uh, listenership, and uh, it's got everything in one place. It's great. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and let me know how it goes. I think you're going to like it. And now, here's our podcast. When the world has got you down Alzheimer's sucks. It's an equal opportunity disease that chips away at everything we hold dear. And to date, there's no cure. So until there is, we continue to fight with the most powerful tool in our arsenal, love. This is Love Conquers Alls, a real and really positive podcast that takes a deep dive into everything Alzheimer's, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And now, here's your hosts, Susie Singer-Carter and Cassie Cruz. How's it going? I am Susie Singer-Carter. And I'm Cassie Cruz. Welcome to another episode of Love Conquers All. Our guest today is Nia Lynn Rose Stevens. She, by the way, is the daughter and caregiver of the most beautiful woman that I'm looking at her picture right now. Her name is Annabelle Stevens. And also you have a wonderful caregiver who's going to be joining us on this call as well. It's going to be Melody. And then also Charlie Stevens, who is the brother of Nia, is going to also be joining us later on this call. We're really excited to be able to speak to a whole unit because unity and diversity is our our theme. And we have that here right now because everybody's being touched by it. And we get to talk to so many different people in those different areas and welcome everybody. Yes. Welcome. Welcome team team Annabelle. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi. We're good. Hi, Nia. How you doing? This is Susie. Hi, Susie. I'm well. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Uh, so at the table, we have uh, Annabelle, my mama. Hi, Hi Annabelle. Annabelle. Hi, how are you? Very well. Glad that you're joining us, Annabelle. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm joining you, too. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Yes. And then we also have uh, our primary uh, caregiver with my mom. Her name is Melody. And my brother's, uh, my brother's on his way. Nia, this is lovely. And thank you, like, like Cassie said, um, being able to bring the whole team along is, is awesome. Because like myself, I also was the caregiver for my mother. So I know mm. what you're going through. And I also discovered more beautiful things that I can't even express. And I love the fact that your concentration on gratitude and loving and healing is is so much part of my perspective as well as what I've learned through this whole process of having a mother with Alzheimer's. So tell us about you. Well, okay. I, um, I'm a personal assistant. Uh, I, I, I kind of like uh, identify myself as a, as a singer-songwriter uh, who has always had a full-time job. <laughs> Got it. So, yeah. Um, and so I've been working for a photographer, uh, conservation photographer, for 20 years now. Uh, an amazing experience because I, I get an opportunity to see the real side of what's happening to the planet through my boss's photography. Wow. I want to know what a bodyful mind educator is. Okay. Yeah. So the bodyful mind is a process 
uh, that I've been doing for about 20 years now, too. And, and I'm still doing this work and I'm still uncovering what a body of information the physical body is and how I have learned to heal myself both physically and emotionally uh, through this work. And this is why I found um, particularly so helpful in being a caregiver for my mother, because what I, uh, what I know now is that the more clear I can be about what it is I'm feeling and where that feeling is emanating from, that I can be present in the moment. Because sometimes, you know, I find when I get triggered by something or when I'm upset about something, it's based upon something that happened in the past. And so for me to keep myself clear and to say, okay, this is now, I know what that past feeling was connected to. How can I stay present in this moment to do the things that are important now? I can have the feeling and not suppress the feeling, allow the feeling to emerge and then what I can really see and I feel, is this based upon what's happening now or is it something in the past? Oh, nice. And, and that is an inv- is invaluable asset to me as a caregiver because when, when witnessing and being present with the person that brought you into this world and seeing them in a place of like intense vulnerability, mm-hmm as well as how much my mother really needs me now to be present as my woman self, not the child, my woman self. Oh my God, I love you. I I totally get it. I feel I had that epiphany myself and I think... It, I think that's where we need to be. We need to embrace yes. it and not and not yes. pull away from it, right? Exactly. Exactly. And also, and also a- not feel not not feel like you have to hold yourself to being that child or daughter anymore. That you right. you have the, the 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 tables have turned. But also, you never lose being the daughter, the child. No. So I I will still you know my mom's in a wheelchair. I will still get in her lap and snuggle. And, oh, <laughs> and, say, wow. I, and I, kiss, I give her kisses and loves all over the place. And then <laughs> I am also her guardian, you know, and, and that's okay. I, I embrace that too. I, you, oh, I thought it was a loss, but it's not a loss. To perceive this as a loss in any way is to really lose the gift of the opportunity. Yes. Yes. Can you talk, can you talk about that, Nia? There's so many sides to my mother. And I realized as a child, I really only saw one side of her. And the, the opportunity and the gift now is my mother is funny. She is so funny. I mean, we walk around this house sometimes and we are in hysterics. And I know that she's still in there. And there's so many things I know my mom wanted, wants, still wants to share with me. I'll just give you one little quick example. Like one day I was with her and I was feeling particularly stressed and I just started to cry. And she came over to me and she said, come on, let's talk. I mean, just clear as a bell. She said, come over here, let's talk. And we sat down and she put her arms around me and she said, sweetheart, I know I won't be here forever. She says, there's one thing I want you to do. I want you to become calm and I want you to be strong. Clear as a bell. I want to cry. Yeah. Yep. And you know because what? Because that was absolute clarity. That was absolute yeah. clarity for her she to share that see with me. you. Yeah. And that was your, that was your, that's your mother sharing that yeah. great advice. Yes. Yeah. 
And you know what, you know what, Nia, that's, that's because you let it in, you made it safe for her and you had that opening. Can I tell you something on the back end of that? I had a similar situation and my, Mm. your mom sounds so much like my mom. I want to hug her. And we also, my mom was a (laughs) a singer. So we use music a lot and I want to get to that with you. But my mom, I was going through a divorce and my my mom was moving in with me and it was just the hectic, the day was hectic and my ex was being a a big poop and (laughs) I, he left and uh, I was sitting on the staircase and I just started to cry. My mom came over to me as clear as a bell and goes, now I want you to go into the bathroom and I want you to look in the mirror and thank, thank God for that brain of yours and that face of yours. And I told you, he's no good for you. I told you, you're, you are better. You deserve better, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, mom, thank you. And I, I literally went, went in the kitchen to get a tissue, came back and she goes, oh, you're crying. What happened? <laughs> wow. So I had her for that moment. I had mom yeah. for, for, for a minute. I got, right. mo- I got some mommy and then he was gone. <laughs> it's, when you, it's when you needed it, Susie. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And these are the the precious, precious moments and the opportunity. This is the gift. As as challenging as this time is, this is why I'm her daughter and she's my mom. And we promised that we would be here at this time together. I know it. Yep. Oh, I love th- I love it. this. This just warms my heart. This is a, the, your story is what what you I want everyone to hear it because it's so important to lean into what's going on and and yes. and get ga- and like gather all those gifts that you're getting and the, yes. and, the, and the funny and the Thanks. love and and the and that and the uh, intimacy that you have with your mom right now is beautiful. I'm going to ask Melody, but I want to ask you first, Nia, what were the signals that you saw initially before you got Melody involved in this situation? Well, what I, I could internally feel myself becoming really exhausted. I started to feel like um, I was a bad daughter, like I couldn't do this and what's wrong with me. And, you know, I got to be stronger than this. I mean, all the, the little things in your head that start to just go like, yeah, 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 yeah. You need to be doing more, 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 more. And the more I sat with that, I'm like, I need help. And there's a perspective that I feel that sometimes I know I have held that, that I have a weakness if I need to ask for help. And yet I realize that there's the strength in asking for support. Yes, yes. So, re- so reframing what it is I needed, really reframing what it, what it was I needed. And there's a beauty in asking for what you need and you actually get it. <laughs> You know, uh, because you have the courage to say, this is what I need and without fear. And I love what you just said there, Nia. You said courage because courage is not something we talk about often. And what does courage look like? Sometimes people think courage is fighting. Courage sometimes is just being vulnerable, being able to be vulnerable enough to say, I need help. I can't right. do this by myself. Right. right. Or I'm scared or I, or right. I hate this or, or I don't know what's going yeah. on. You know what? Let's take a quick break. Get this okay. out of the Probably way. And, and okay. yeah, talk about some great sponsors and then we'll be back in one second because I, I, this, okay. this is so great. <laughs> hey, everybody. You're listening to Love Conquers All's podcast and we're talking to Nia Stevens. So sometimes... The responsibility falls heavily onto one person, if not all. And that sounds like you are very lucky and on the same page with your sibling, your brother, Charlie, 
Yes. And is Charlie there with us now? Yes, he is. Hey, Charlie, welcome. Hey, I have a question. This is Cassie. I have a question for you. What was the first sign? How did you guys discover this? What were the pain points in that? Could you discuss that? Uh, the first time I really noticed it uh, was a few years back. Uh, she had uh, started, uh, you know, forgetting certain things to uh, to do. You had experience with your mother-in-law already, so you were kind of tuned into uh, the the manifestations of Alzheimer's, and, and and so you saw some of the patterns already. Yes, uh, once a month or every two weeks, I would come and and clean the house for my mom and dad. You know, because uh, the cleaning lady that she had before, my mom wasn't too happy with it. Right. You know, well, nobody's going to clean like her. And if she's not remembering to do it. That's so true. As the process of going to cleaning the house, I could see each day or each week that, you know, they weren't going to be able to actually take care and do things for themselves anymore. Charlie, I just want to uh -huh. say how much I champion you and your family and what you're doing. I am just, I'm just grateful that there are people like you. I'm so glad that we're talking to your whole family. And, you know, this is the microcosmic um, universe right here of how what we're talking about, about love conquers all. Because we know that there's not a cure now. But right. with a lot of love, we can get yeah. through it together and face it together. Because if we yeah. ignore it and deny it, it doesn't mean it goes away. It just means it's no, more it's, uncomfortable for everybody. No, yeah. but and talking about it like this is so important because other, you know, I felt like when I first was experiencing this and getting onto this journey, I, that no one else had this journey. There was a part of me that was ashamed and embarrassed yeah. and. You know, Mad. if my mom was agitated, I was, I would be embarrassed. I would make excuses for her until I realized that there was actually wonderful people in the world that went, oh, your mom's amazing. Oh, yeah, I know she has Alzheimer's, but I love her. Yeah, for sure. They, you know, you can't uh, turn your back on them. You have to understand. And for some people, it's, it's harder for them to understand uh, just what is going on. Just like I, I tell my sister, you know, you don't know what's in their mind. And that's the hardest thing for anybody to analyze is, is the brain and what it's, it's thinking about. If we could put something on our head that could tell you what our thoughts are, then that would be wonderful. But, you know, some morning she wake up and I, you know, I had the pleasant, hi, mom, how you doing? How you doing? And before you know it, man, it, it goes the curse word. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> you <know>? Oh, oh <laughs> and, I'm with you, you know, there. My mom was the, my know. mom was the big F, never said the F word before, and then she was F bombing left and right. Oh man, <laughs> you should come on. I'm going to record it. I'm going to get a recording. You should hear my mom, boy. Oh, he's, like, he's got she's really? got some more colorful language, huh? Mom? Oh, my mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Oh yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And also, my my mom became like, you know, my mom had more game than I ever had in my life. Like, <laughs> and like literally, like if there's a man, she's like, get out of my way. Hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, oh, I, I kid too. you not. My mama be like, I love you. You're the best daughter. And get the hell out of my way. I have a question. <laughs> like, I'm gonna ask Melody if I can. I, yeah. I want to say that I I know how hard it is. Um, for the family, um, and I just want to say, Melody, 
thank you for being a great caregiver and augmenting and being that person that becomes part of the family. How is that for you? And, and is this your profession for just this family or is this something that you've been doing? I for have personally been a caregiver since I was 10 years old. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, okay. I, I'm, I'm Melody. I'm bowing to you. You can't see me, but I'm bowing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I say that because my, my grandfather had Alzheimer's 20 years before he passed away. Wow. Oh, and man. that's how we were introduced to time. the disease. This was back in like the early 90s where it was kind of hush-hush and a lot of people didn't talk about it and they just said, oh, it's just old age. And But my family, we, we kind of figured it was something more than that. Um, I have a huge family. My grandparents had about 15 children. Wow. So, yeah, so when it came to our attention that something was wrong with my grandfather and he couldn't stay in the house by himself, my grandmother had passed away and he needed more help. I mean, it was no problem for us to help because with 14 kids and 30-something grandchildren and 20-something great-grandkids, you shouldn't need Thing, Melody, right? you had a city. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm going to say you said the operative word there. You said you would think. Um, to this day, it's amazing how two people can have 14 kids, but when it was time to take care of your parents, you can count the children that would help on one hand. Yep. So common. Why, do you, so think, why do you think that is? Do you have an insight on that? I mean, a lot of my uncles and aunts, at first, they were in denial. Dad needs help, but he don't need that much help. You're babying him. You're smothering him. And, then, you know, that, that just wasn't the case. So after that caregiving experience, you obviously been doing this. Now you turn that into a profession. And then what brought you into the, the Stevens' lives? Well, actually, um, I was a, been a caregiver professionally for about 11 years now. Um, and I've, I've worked in hospitals, but I wanted to start to work in people's homes because that's where we would like people to, to stay in their homes as long as, as they possibly can because it just keeps them, keeps their spirits up. And sometimes that's hard to do with someone that has Alzheimer's and dementia because it's hard to read them. It's hard to know what they feel. It's, it's hard to project their emotions. So I've found that working in people's home in their environment, they tend to welcome you in their home and in their environment. As long as you, you get to know them as a person, the things that they like, what they don't like, and that's just as important as what they do like. Yep. <laughs> I've, learned that, I've learned that the hard way. You have to I want to hear, does, An does Annabelle have a hard way that you had to learn that? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Come, come over for a visit one day. <laughs> I do want to say uh, that Melody really, she really helped me a lot because I feel like I was going to be that kind of caregiver that, um, and, and this is really honest, like I wanted myself to be comfortable first and then my mother. And then Melody said to me one day, she said, Lynn, she's in charge. Mm. That shifted everything for me. Uh, she really helped me understand that, that your mom is in charge. You know, I'm here to keep her safe and, 
you know, keep her fed and, you know, et cetera. However, in my mother's mind, she's in charge. Yeah, so, the, it's the epiphany for me, too. It was leaning in. I tried to pull my mom towards what I called sanity. And instead, I just, once, the, once I made the decision to lean in to her, yes. Yes. that's when everything changed. Yes. I want to do this real quick. We just uh, want to go to a quick break and we'll be right back. Hold your yes. story. We're going to come back yes. to this fascinating story. We want to hear it. Hang tight. Okay. Guess what, Susie? Um, we're back. You got it. <laughs> we're back and we're going to continue on. With I keep Nia's winning. Story. I keep winning that every time. <laughs> I love it. Nia, you were telling us a story. Yes. Please continue. Yeah. So, um, my mom is the only remaining, remaining mom that's alive. And uh, there are three of us from the group that are still alive, obviously. I'm talking to you now. Uh, so, so my friends came to visit me last Friday. And they spent about five hours with me and mom. And my mother, you know, sat in the living room when we were there. And she was she could kind of hang with us for about maybe 35, 40 minutes, and then we could kind of see her zone out. And she just looked at me and she said, I just want to go lay down. So I went and I tucked her into the bed because uh, she wanted to lay down. And so uh, I said, I'll be in the living room. If you need anything, Mom, just, you know, call my name. And she said, okay. So I came back out, and me and my girlfriend sat, and we talked for about another couple of hours, and we cried, and we laughed, and we reminisced. And uh, then at one point, uh, my two friends looked at me and they said, so we want to ask you a question. And I said, what's that? And they said, what happened to our friend that we knew 20, 30 years ago? And they knew me when I was like wild and crazy and pretty, really disconnected. And then one of them looked at me and she had tears in her eyes. She said, she said I am watching you with your mother. And she said, the tenderness that you exhibit with her. She said, it's just amazing. And we see, we, we see that. And both of them said that. And I said, you know, ladies, I said, I was more invested in covering up that aspect of myself. And what I mean is I've always been a kind and a gentle person. It's just, I had so much fear about really revealing the truth of who I was because I always felt, I uh, thought a lot that I would be rejected or hurt. And what I know now is that is my biggest uh, asset with my mother is my ability to tap into kindness and consideration and compassion. And I know uh, the body for mind is, has really assisted me with that. And then I've been uh, practicing Buddhist for almost 40 years now. It's called empathy. You're filled yeah. with it. <laughs> So, you know, my friends, they stay till about almost 10 o'clock, and then they, uh, one of my friends who actually lives in Georgia, uh, she looked at me before she left, and she said, every time I come to L.A., I'm coming here. Aww. Said, I want to come and see your mom, Ugh. you and your mother, you know. And well, there I you go. And, yeah, you know, and so she texted me when she got back to Georgia, and she said, thank you again. And please give your mom a big kiss for me, you know. I want to ask, if I could, Charlie, yeah. Yeah. how has this impacted you on an emotional level? And how are you dealing with it? Oh, I'm dealing with it pretty, pretty good. You know, the hardest part for me with this 
is uh, getting her to to uh, go to bed at night. <laughs> you know, that's that's the hardest thing is for me because she has a different kind of relationship with with Lynn and Melanie. You know, they're women, <laughs> and she sees me sometimes as uh, uh, her husband. Ah. And, you know, and then some nights, you know, uh, you know, she doesn't want to go to bed until I go to bed. <laughs> you know, that's the hardest part of the day when I'm staying here with her is the night. That happened to my ex-boyfriend's gram as well, that she believed that that was her husband. And there was no, and we didn't want to convince her of anything else. So, you know, we just right. had to gently walk that tightrope because it's a it's a rough place to be but we also didn't want to disturb we wanted to continue to love how did how do you deal with it on an emotional level or or, or even you know just directly uh i kind of i kind of accept it you know i understand with me i understand her the, the her mind you know and sometimes the way she's thinking i don't try and you know alter it I try and, you know, she thinks I'm uh, her husband, and I try and have conversation with her, you know, to help her understand. But then and sometimes I, I'll correct her and I'll tell her, Mom, I'm your son. You know, I'm not your husband. And how does that and, go when uh, you do that? Which one is easy? Uh, that kind of doesn't go too well. <laughs> so, so did you... Uh, the, the language would start up again. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, you know, we'll go from there. But my main thing is uh, my family helps me out. You know, my wife, she calls. My daughters, I have three daughters. And they call. And they kind of, you know, talking to them helps level things out. But the main thing with me, I understand that I, I can't want things for my mother more than I want for myself. You know, I want my I know my mom is has a disease, but I can't correct it. Right. So I have to understand it. And that's where sometimes people get into it and they want to change what's in their minds, and you can't do that. Yeah. When my mom first got Alzheimer's, I thought, we're so close. She's my best friend. I'm going to talk her out of it. <laughs> I literally thought I was going to talk her out of it. And I could, and I tried, believe me, every which way. And I realized I was, you know, hitting my head against the wall. And, and yes. so, like I said before, when you lean into it, it's, it's the, it's, it's the peaceful place to be and the product and productive and the right place to be. Yes. I, I, I kind of echo um, what Susie said, like she wanted to talk her mom out of it. I remember one day I, <laughs> I went home after being with my mom and I, I said, I'm a Buddhist. And I sat down in front of my altar and I was chanting and I just found myself just going, I want my mom back. I want her back. And then the soft little voice said, she's here. She's here. This is who she is now. Right, that's it. Yeah. This is who your mama is now. She's not gone anywhere. Done and done. That's it. Yes, That's it. I, I really, that was an important point for me to get to. Mm -hmm. That brought tears to my eyes. That, that moment, you brought me to that moment, Mia. And yeah. I'm like, you know, just having that breath and having that moment. And your mom is here and she's here with us. She yes. participated with us in this call, in this in yes. this podcast, in our conversation and our storytelling with each other. Yes. 
I'm, I'm so grateful to you, Annabelle, and you're such a brave woman. Our podcast is about you, darling, and we are so grateful that you are here and that you are allowing us to, to share your stories. Thank you. Thank you. We love you, Annabelle. <laughs> Thank you, Annabelle. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Nia and Charlie yes. and Melody. And you guys, um, much love, much, much respect for you. Thank you, our listeners. We hope that you liked our show. And if you did, please subscribe and share the podcast with others who are also dealing with Alzheimer's. Take care, you guys. Okay. Bye for now. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.